2: Last week, I came across a post on social media from the American Association of Critical Care Nurses. This is an organization that up until recently, I've been a member of for several years. They were taking a quote-unquote deep dive into the research of the pandemic's impact on ICU nurses. They looked at the peer-reviewed data to examine the prevalence of adverse outcomes for ICU nurses working in critical care units during COVID-19. I made a comment on this post, and it basically said, what would be a more important issue to address is the fact that nurses aren't thinking very critically any longer. Incentivized medicine that includes adherence to government-issued, one-size-fits-all protocols has killed millions of Americans over the past three years, and this shamelessly corrupt system has used its well-intentioned nurses to carry it out. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud on the America Out Loud talk radio network. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do wanna encourage our listeners, if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you wanna share your own experiences with what you're seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can submit those to any of the hosts by visiting americaoutloud.com forward slash nursesoutloud. From there, you can select the name of the nurse you'd like to direct it to from our dropdown menu. We'd love to hear from you. Joining me today is an amazing nurse. She is a master's prepared critical care nurse who treated COVID patients at a federal hospital for Native Americans. Her career ended abruptly when she courageously shared her insider video with Project Veritas, showing the extent of underreported vaccine injuries and outright corruption of the healthcare system Her policy and protocol have taken precedence over the patient's Bill of Rights. After being cleared of any wrongdoing by the Arizona Board of Nursing, who ordered her to undergo an ethics evaluation, she continues to be a strong advocate for informed consent and medical freedom, and she encourages others to speak up and uphold their oath. She certainly needs no introduction on these airwaves, as she is also your Friday host here on Nurses Out Loud my courageous sister nurse in Christ, Jody O'Malley. Welcome. Thank you.
3: so thank much. Thank you. Yes, Kimberly. Thank you so much. I'd, I'm uh, excited to talk about this with you
2: today. Oh, right. I know. You know and, it's, and I'm excited. I know that I've been on your show a couple of times, but I think this is the first time you're coming on with me, isn't it? You know, it, is it really? I think so. I think every time that we've recorded, it's pretty much been on, I think it's been your episodes.
3: Oh, wow. And then when I first started out on The Pulse, I remember having you on the show then. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess since we've started Nurses Out Loud, this is the first time you and I are uh, together yeah. talking. I love
2: it. I, exactly. And there's just there's certainly never a shortage of uh, things that we can talk about. Um, but, you know, I really want to get into it about um, that post that aacn Mm -hmm. post because i don't know it just rubbed me the wrong way um and i know that you had replied to my comments on there and literally jody no one else would even touch it
3: no and you know what i think is so odd is that like a week later there's still only like 12 comments you know i mean this is a you know The National Organization of Critical Care Nurses. So you would think that people are keeping up to date, but like I'm reading some of these comments, and and I think it would be pretty cool to share it with our listeners of really what people are people think because you know it's kind of like when Biden does a post, right? (laughs) It's really easy to see you know, how many, like what kind of support he
2: has, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's always, it's always entertaining to look at those uh, comment sections.
3: It is. And, you know, it's not like, you know, this side is, you know, um, more like gung ho than the other side, because we know which side, you know, it really is. It, it's just, it, it speaks to what the consensus is. And I think it does the same on, on this post as well.
2: Oh, exactly. Exactly. So what, what, what were some of the comments that, um, you refresh my memory on that? I know that they were making some comments, kind of not, not in agreement so much with, with, uh, with AACN, but I mean, nobody was really specific or or as specific, I guess, as I was.
3: Well, there's one that says this is the best critical care nurse can come up with on the impact of uh, impact of the pandemic on nursing. I'm overpaying my dues. If this is the best you can do AACN Uh, another one, my question and concern is that how are we doing now? There is no gratitude for those of us that worked during the pandemic staff is leaving left and right because the hospitals used us. And from my experience, we are not getting any kind of appreciation for sticking it out and still standing with them. Also, there is a concern that all the staff that was hired during the pandemic is lacking standards of care or pearls of wisdom that we all use to prevent complication for our patients. They came into a survival mode situation and when they don't know or practice all the standards that were set in place pre-COVID or patients, our patients are at risk. And now we utilize travelers and pay them double the in-house staff and yet in-house staff have more responsibilities and will get the the more challenging patients. I mean, that right there, Kimberly, what I mean, that speaks to all of it that we've been talking about for a couple of years.
2: Exactly. Exactly. The only thing I think that falls short is, is that they don't like I guess not everybody's going to outright say um, they're murdering the patients. But I wish more people would. Uh, but she's she's uh, that commenter was 100% right in everything that has been happening. And the travelers that are coming in, that they're paying double, by the way, um, to replace nurses that have likely been either fired for not being jabbed or who have just you know, had enough of the system, they would bring these travelers in who are, by the way, some of them not even jabbed because they, they're not required um, by their agency. So I always thought that was very interesting.
3: Well, it is. It's like everybody, you know, um, they, they leave. You know, first of all, I'll tell you, you know, I, I've talked with many nurses and, you know, who are complaining now. And I say to them, did you um, did you protest? Did you stand in protest with your nurses, um, with your coworkers that uh, refused to participate in the experiment? And they would say, well, yeah, like, yeah, I supported them. Oh, how did you support them? what did you do? What do you mean? What did I do? I'm like, did you guys gather together and and say, no, you know, our body, our choice, yeah. <laughs> right? Like this violates the Nuremberg code to coerce people into an experiment.
2: Exactly. Every single nurse should have stood up at that moment. I, I had been exempted from the mandates you know, even by the time that I had started Nurse Freedom Network, but it wasn't about me or my situation. It hadn't even, I don't even think it had come down and hit my facility yet. Um, It was was starting with the nonprofits uh, that, you know, receive the most federal dollars, obviously. Those were the facilities that it was hitting first. And just because it doesn't affect us personally doesn't mean we don't stand up for what's right. right? That's right. This was wrong from the very beginning, and I knew I had to say something. I think, and it's really, something really interesting about me is I actually struggle with like boundaries, so much that I won't advocate for myself, but I will always do, I will always advocate harder for someone else than I will for myself. And that might be true of a lot of nurses, I'm not sure, Um, or that could just be a me thing. (laughs) <laughs> wow. well
3: i i yeah i mean i think because you know we're we're survivors i i mean we we've proved that you know over the last few years you know you walking away from your job and starting nurse freedom network which is an amazing organization amazing i mean you do so much for this cause um, and I'm just so happy that we are, you know, together and on this show, Nurses Out Loud. It's it, it's very powerful. The impact that you're having, Kimberly, you know, it's like to inform, educate, advocate, empower like you're really helping us to forge our own path. And that's huge. And, and that takes courage. And, and I think at the end of the day, that is absolutely what we what we lack here, you know, is is courage.
2: Right. And I think, you know, like, I think you said it best in that comment uh, on that post is that we have a pandemic of cowardice. And that's mm-hmm. so true. That is so yeah. true. Really because, and, and that's why I do what I do every day. And that's why I go and I speak. And I love when you come and speak because it inspires courage in others. And that is what we need. We need to be inspiring courage in others to have that that voice to speak up. Because honestly, we could have stopped so much of this in the very beginning, if all of us just stood up and said, no. That's right. You know, it, it's
3: interesting um, because in my book, um, Dr. Aaron Carriarty in the foreword, he is a medical ethicist and he says in there, if only there were a hundred more Jodis, exactly. we wouldn't be in this. And, mm-hmm. and you think about it, if there were like, you know, a hundred more that just like boldly because, you know, the, everybody has their own role to play. Right. But it's about like having the reach and, and, and being bold. You know, I, I think like so many, so many of us like you, you know, coming out, being bold, boom here. This is what I'm doing. I'm starting this organization. I'm speaking out against it. You know, it's one thing to to um, speak to your friends and tell your friends how you feel or your family um, and then go to work and, and play pretend. Right. right. The, it's the, the, those are two different, two different things. It's like, you know, um, are, are you, what, what type, how, what type of courage do you want to have? Like, you know, the moral courage because moral courage is going to be standing up for right. Even when it's not the popular opinion.
2: Exactly. And I, to me, it was just, there was never a question. It was just, what is the alternative? You know, especially when they wanted me to recommend that vaccine for children, and but not only just recommend the vaccine, which we they've always had us recommend vaccines, that's nothing new, but to, to call it safe and effective when we would have no way of knowing any of that. We mm-hmm. didn't have the data. So, I mean, right out of the gate, it wasn't informed consent. So to me, I was like, what, what other choice is there? I am not able to compartmentalize you know all of this stuff I just can't do it. I don't know how these nurses are doing it um, but but to your to your point um, if there were a hundred more jodies you know what there didn't even have to be a hundred more because I just heard recently about and it wasn't nurses it was an IT department they shut down an entire mandate they shut down the whole hospital system because 11 IT workers did not want to get the job <laughs> yeah 11 of them and because they they were like literally the hospital could not function without them they ended up having to drop the mandate for every employee so it just goes to show you yep. it doesn't even take a large amount of people right but mm-hmm. like when you band together and you you stand up and you say no um you know there's there's no uh, stopping the power we, it's all the power always lies with the people but nobody understands that
3: Well, and absolutely, you know, it's funny you say, you know, um, it it was IT, but the hospital could be shut down if a handful of, uh, um, you know, uh, housekeepers said that they weren't going to come and clean rooms anymore, (laughs) you know?
2: Exactly. It doesn't matter because none of us are, you know, they were the essential this or that or whatever. We're all Mm -hmm. essential. Right. But we all have the power you, you know, to to say no and protect ourselves and protect one another. But we don't have uh, the courage because like you said, lack of uh, pandemic of cowardice, has, uh, yeah. which is a 1000% true. Well, it's like I was looking
3: up the, the definition of courage. And I'm like, you know, well, what does it even mean to be courageous, you know, <laughs> and, and it's like, it, essentially, this most simplified version is refusing to fear. Yeah. you're just refusing to fear and you're and you're facing it head-on you know it's not to say that you're not like concerned but you know fear fear will paralyze you fear will make you stop losing your critical thinking and your common sense
2: right that's where you we, know that's why we we're, we're, we're at right now because right campaign
3: yeah I you know it's it's not you know you said they, they call this a deep dive. You know what a deep dive would have been a deep dive would have been for us to figure out how overnight every single hospital got word, right. That we were going to throw all of our standards of care out the window and, um, and do things, you know, like that we've never done before with patients. You know the the seclusion the removal of the advocate um not treating early for a virus when we know that every single virus it's like we want to treat in the replication phase not not in the late phase you know all of those things that that would have been a deep dive
2: and even you know if we're past the replicate i mean what is it's absurd that they didn't have us mitigating any damage you know like why why are we not treating the inflammation? Why were we not, you know, using steroids and all of that? It's like, we just were letting, we were just letting people rot.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I just, and they want to do this deep dive into researching, um, you know, the prevalence of adverse outcomes for ICU nurses, you know, save your time and energy. We all have PTSD. You've damaged us like Extremely like I'm your your peer reviewed data right here. You're the peer reviewed data and we can promise you that the outcomes were adverse across the board.
3: Yeah. You know what? That actually reminds me. I just uh got a flyer um for me to pass around. Uh we're having here at the Arizona State Senate on May uh twenty fifth and twenty-sixth from eight thirty to five. Uh, a novel coronavirus Southwestern intergovernmental committee. And we are going to have, um, you know, the uh, people up in um, our senators, Andy Biggs, Senator Janae Champ, uh, Paul Gosar, and uh, mccullough is going to be there or so uh i was asked to speak as well Corey, Kristen, megan and tammy and, and we're going to speak on um you know what what's actually happened you know the public health response the death by the protocols you know um unauthorized not approved vaccine mandates and, um, you know, go, you know, the V safe and the VAERS and, and so on and so forth, so forth. So people, you know, are realizing the, the need to be even more bold in, in shouting the truth, you know, instead of just being in our, um, in our like silos if you will you know it's like no we need to get this on record in the government and and let them know that we know what's up and we're calling you out
2: absolutely and that's my goal for 2023 is i'm uh, going to as many states as i possibly can to uh let you know have these state legislatures bear witness to my testimony what i've seen in the hospital and it really started to bother me i've really been pushing uh my state here Because I've, I've given my testimony in states across this country and I've never provided it here in Tennessee and that's a problem for me because this is where I cared for patients, this is where you know my family, my friends, my community is. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really important for me to be able to provide this testimony, so I've been really pushing my elected officials locally to, um, you know, have a platform. For, for me to get up there and, and testify to them about what is going on. And a lot of times they'll say, well, it's not, you know, I've talked to the county commission and the local and they're like, well, it's not really our issue. I get that. I get that. But it is up to every elected official at every level of government to be putting pressure on the state to demand investigations into mm-hmm. what is happening. But you know what, unfortunately, um, these hospitals, these large hospital systems, as you well know, they really um, uh, embed themselves in our communities, don't
3: they? Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, you know, I I think it's different here in Arizona because we have a nurse that just became senator this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, Senator Janae Shamp, I think she's the one who's really um, spearheading this because, you know, she knows what needs to be done.
2: You yeah. know, I mean, it's funny because her. Maybe, Pardon me? Maybe that's what we need is more nurses running for office. <laughs> that's <you>. right. <laughs> <Not me. Okay. laughs> well,
3: what she did prior to this, she worked as an OR nurse and she was called to um she she worked travel nursing. And one of her um major roles was going in and seeing what was um you know, going on bad there that she could, you know, like quality improvement type stuff. So she's used to handling, you know, strong personalities, right? Very educated individuals, and um, and making things function well. So I think she's perfect to be in in our uh, legislator.
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. I think we we have to start putting that pressure on. We have to start talking about it and continue to talk about it. Um, at, at every opportunity. This past week, you know, I, I, we've been talking a lot lately about spiritual warfare, which I absolutely believe uh, that we are in.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I've actually had a couple of people that have reached out to me, and I don't know how, but I think we are in Mercury. Are we in Mercury retrograde?
3: you know what? I don't even pay attention to all that. Um, but I will tell you, I I talk about this all the time now, um, that, you know, the demonic forces have just Mm -hmm. been unleashed. I mean, I, I feel like Satan knows it's time is short and just pulling out all the stops, you know? I mean, you can see it like when they attack our children, all of this was just meant to hit the children, right? That and, and and we've just been attacking their minds and their bodies and their spirit for the last three years it's it, it's crazy where we're at
2: oh exactly but i've had you know i've felt more personally attacked in you know the last week or so i've had people reach out to me that they have been you know really under attack and people are feeling you know kind of kind of weary um in the battle and so i just hope that we can inspire and encourage one another to keep going. Um, You know, I've had nurses um, attack me recently, you know, talking about, well, um, it, I, I, like, I just, and and this nurse is a wonderful, wonderful nurse. I worked with her previously, and I think she's a wonderful nurse and a wonderful person. Um, But, you know, basically she took issue with the fact that I was encouraging home birth instead of going to the hospital. Um, but I think it's absolutely absurd that we that we frighten mothers to believe that the only option that they have is to give birth in the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. The hospitals are not safe places any longer. And I will not include I cannot compartmentalize the fact that I watch them systematically murder my patients for profit and then say, but oh, the babies will probably be fine.
3: Well, girl, I'm even, I'm even, uh, questioning all of the in- in injections that are the vaccines oh, that yeah. we've been oh, giving, oh, you know, I'm like
2: them any longer I'm done.
3: Yeah. And so if you, if you don't send your kid to the hospital, right. Mm-hmm. Then, then effectively you really don't even need to, you know, because they always ask you like, who's your pediatrician is a pediatrician always has to come and see, you know, this healthy baby. Right. <laughs> that you just injected with a bunch of things. It's like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I I say that too, you know, try to have a home birth if you can, you know?
2: Well then, you know, so, you know, um, I'm just kind of being like, well, if if that mother and baby dies, it's on you. And I'm like, okay, well, um, or maybe I saved a mother and a baby from keeping them out of the hospital. That's uh, the way I would like to look at, but at the end of the day, right? It's not anything I say. We are there to provide information and education. It is up to the parents to decide what is right for them. And then we as nurses support their decision. Whether or not it aligns with our belief system or not, that's autonomy. That's what we do as nurses. And I think that, you know, I I think some of the nurses that are still in the system maybe feel personally attacked when I uh, come out against hospitals, but what what do you want me to do?
3: Mm Yeah,
2: You know, what do you want me to do? I have eyes to see and ears to hear. If they don't, I don't know what to say. Um, but at this point, I just really feel like, um, I don't know how anybody doesn't see it at this point. at this point, And I think it's very telling, like I said earlier, the fact that nobody's really jumping on my comments, to, even with a snarky remark, you know, mm-hmm. even to belittle the me. They're not really doing that. And I think that's very telling. I think that really says that they know what's happening. They're just keeping their head down and they're collecting their paychecks. And yep to me that's just disgraceful. It's just disgraceful
3: yeah that that would be something um after the break to to get into uh, because i I think we need to really speak directly to our um you know our nurses that are in the hospital not wanting to you know not be there any longer and you know hopefully we can get them to come to our event in um Nashville on the 28th to the 30th so
2: oh I know that you know that's going to be another amazing you know we've got the nurses that you're actually coming down here it's what it's only about two weeks away not even um but we're going to be gathering the nurses once again uh the truth tellers the protectors are going to be converging on Nashville for the American Freedom Nurses Summit, April twenty through the 30th. I will say, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, um, you need to go ahead and do that. It's uh, the thewellnessrevolutionworldtour.com. We'll get you tickets if you're local to the Nashville area. If you use promo code, we love promo codes, don't we, Jody? If you use yeah. promo code local, you get $25 admission to the entire conference. So that's an incredible, incredible savings. Um, And then uh, if you're not local, you can use Save 20 to save 20% off of your general admission. So we definitely hope you guys will join us. We've got an amazing lineup of speakers coming. Very, very exciting times.
3: Yeah, it's going to it's going to be excellent. I was just talking with um talking about it on my um group call yesterday. And there, there's a lot more people that are very excited, you know, and, um, and and they're realizing like that they need to they need to actually do something. That was another thing I was talking about. I was like, courage is the act of doing. You yeah. have got to participate. You can't just talk about it. Courage is actionable, whether it be from your voice or your—I mean—from your words or from your actions. Like you, it's demonstrated.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, Brian Cole said this really cool thing at that event we were at recently. He's like, "Courage is simple." He said, "Courage is simple. You just take the truth and you put your voice behind it." And he's not wrong. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I really like that one. So, um, yeah. Ryan Cole, Dr. Ryan Cole, he's another amazing uh, individual. All right, well, America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa, 24-7 Great Talk Radio. All of our hosts go to all of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. We'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us.
0: It's time, and this Hey,
2: everyone. Nurse Kimberly here. I want to tell you about these amazing products from Genesis I am loving the UX4 stationary HOCL atomizer now don't be fooled by its sleek design because this machine packs a powerful punch it uses an ultrasonic atomization technique to create a dry mist that turns into droplets and gas delivering active ingredients throughout the room and when you add an HOCL cleaning solution It is effective in reducing 99.99% of germs and allergens. The hypochlorous is the body's first line of defense in response to injury and infection. It is 100 times more effective than chlorine bleach at killing pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, mold, and mildew. It's hypoallergenic, non-toxic, non-cytotoxic, and safe for use around children, pets, and plants now more than ever it is so important to be sure that we are disinfecting the surfaces in our homes and in the air that we breathe but constantly wiping down surfaces can be time consuming and costly the set it and forget it technology of the ux4 makes it a perfect fit for our busy lives visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see videos of these products in action Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15% off either the Fogger or the Atomizer. Thanks Genesis for helping me to keep my home safe and disinfected.
0: We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash OutLoud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OutLoud. With Genesis, you're ready for
1: anything. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme Natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body.
0: Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice
2: for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gift of your time. Now let's jump right back in. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with my incredible sister nurse, Jodie O'Malley.
3: Yes. Thank you, Kimberly. Um, I always love talking to you. Uh, th- there was this article that uh, I wanted to talk about. It's a national council of the state board of nursing. And just to give, um, our audience a little perspective, the national council of the state board of nursing came out in November of 2021. Um, and, uh, you know, disseminated this information to all of the nursing uh, boards and said how they are going to handle mis and disinformation. And um, at that time, I was I had scheduled uh, a time to go in front of the uh, well here at that time, I was under investigation for my whistleblower video that, you know, I, for people that don't know what I did, I took out my phone and I recorded what was happening in the hospital and I released it with Project Veritas. And in a couple of days, it um, went viral with over 5 million views. And so you can imagine how I felt (laughs) when I'm under investigation and I have a hearing date set in January of 22 and in November of 21. The National Council, the State Board of Nursing, came out and said, "Like here, this is how you're you're going to handle the people that talk against vaccines, or the people that talk about early treatments such as ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine." And and literally, Kimberly, when that happened, I was like, "Screw you!" Like <laughs> I I mean, literally, I, I laughed at it
2: who decides what misinformation, who defines misinformation and disinformation? I mean, it was absurd from the beginning. And I'm right there with you. I was throwing my middle finger up at it as well.
3: I was, I was like, you know what? Like that just fired me up even more. And, and I think that, you know, that also speaks to, um, you know, the, the courage, right. Is because, you know, even when I was talking with, you know, people, cause I'm doing courses now on confidence, courage, and calling, because at the end of the day, you know, if, if we're not confident, meaning like, you know, that we are performing good self care, we're sleeping well, we're socializing, we're exercising, we're eating good, you know, those types of things boost your confidence, you know, so that you do, you know have some courage which is not fearing what other people say or think and um so that you can walk in God's will for your life and so when i was talking with them about that with the courage aspect of it it's like you know th- there are people that that demonstrate it and people that don't and so over time, like I, I was telling them yesterday, I said, guys, I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to record what's happening in the hospital and I'm going to release it to the world and call out the government. Yeah. Like, no, this is it's gradual, right? It's its gradual. It's it's, you know, d- being courageous and speaking out in small situations. And and then, you know, it gives you more of the gumption to speak out louder. So when the National Council came out and said that, I was like, really, really, you are trying to overhaul the ethical principles that we took. And and Kimberly, I think that's a show that you and I did was on the ethical principles of nursing. It
2: was absolutely.
3: Yeah, because that's
2: really where you and I
3: connected.
2: Yes, we felt very strongly about our calling and, and, and adhering to our code of ethics, you know, which was really the the backbone and foundation of our nursing practice. There it always was. And I, I don't know if you saw the um, article that I posted yesterday. Um, that's what got all of this started on with that uh, NICU nurse, but uh, it was a NICU nurse that basically slammed a two-day-old infant into the bassinet, and I'm like, I was horrified. It's on video. I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm horrified. But I'm like, what's happened to nursing? And a lot of people will, will try to defend um, oh, well, you don't know what happened. No, <laughs> there's no there's no defense for taking a two day old baby and slamming them into a vehicle. That's right.
3: Well, that, yeah, that's like all the coping skills and stuff. Well, this article, um, it's a study that actually came out. And so it's the National Council and State Board of Nursing Research Projects, Significant Nursing Workforce Shortages and Crisis. Yeah. The data reveals that 100,000 nurses left the workforce during the pandemic. And by 2027, almost 900,000 or almost one fifth of 4.5 million total registered nurses intend to leave the workforce, threatening the national health care system at large if solutions aren't enacted. And so according to the survey, a quarter to half of the nurses reported feeling emotionally drained, 50 percent, 56 percent felt used up, 49 percent fatigued, 45% burned out or at the end of the rope, 29% a few times a week or every day. Wow. And, and you're like, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that? What What's your thoughts on them? You know, saying due to the pandemic, like, cause I was, I was really pissed when I, when I read that. Um, I did a, a, you know, like a little blog on it. I was like, nurses didn't leave due to the pandemic. They left because of the way our government coerced hospital administrators to
2: handle it. Exactly. And, you know, this has been a long time coming. You know, nurses going through what, what we did, you know, we've had problems like this for decades, you know, with um, say staffing. All of the things, right? The burnout, all of that. We've always been, you know, tasked with more uh, with less resources, and that's been going on for a really long time. And that certainly predates the pandemic. Um, so I think that it's been a gradual thing, and the pandemic really just kind of pushed everybody over the edge. And yes, when you're you're coercing and you're capturing, I, I've I've been in healthcare for 26 years, and I've I've known that healthcare certainly is about profits. And a lot of times profits are put over patient care. I get that. But I never thought that we were systematically murdering patients. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: something, something happened. Either it's been happening and I've just been asleep at the wheel. And that's, that's, that's certainly um, possible. Um, And I've just been awakened to it or, or something happened in this last three years with the pandemic that have really, really pushed it over the edge. Well, I think we've just been asleep.
3: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We knew, we knew um, coming into this or coming into the pandemic that there was a a shortage of nurses. And so we already knew we were behind the ball on it. And so it was very interesting to me how in 2021, you know, the, the middle to half, or, you know, from June on that that's when these mandates came down. And, um, I actually had Jennifer Bridges on, um, and talked with her and she's the nurse that came out, um, and came out with, uh, oh my goodness. What was, uh, what's the system there? The Houston Methodist, oh, because yeah. they, they were the first hospital So she tells me that um, Houston Methodist, they have eight systems there in Texas, and they were used as the first hospital system to roll out the mandate. And then she tells me that like Dr. Fauci is like friends with somebody on the board, and he was there visiting them prior to this happening. Shocking. I mean, like literally, girl, it's like you're living in this movie where you're where you see all these evil characters and and then you wonder, it's like, okay, they chose Texas. Right. Which is like, you know, the the Republican conservative capital of our country, essentially. Right. To prove a point and say, listen, if this can happen in Texas, It can happen to you. So you guys better comply and get this shot or you're going to be fired. Now, how could you do that in a system that's already stressed? Exactly. If you didn't want to just break it.
2: And we knew from, exactly, and it was all very intentionally. We knew from early on that the shot did not prevent transmission. We've been screaming that at Nurse Freedom Network for almost two years now. We've been saying, um, this shot does not prevent transmission. And, you know, finally, the CDC came around and uh, admitted to that. But, I mean, to to have mandated this at all, it was absurd from the beginning. Did you see the videos of Dr. Fauci that were released, the videos of Dr. Fauci going door to door?
3: Oh, girl, I had a field oh. day with that on my social media. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, is this real life? Is it real life? It just doesn't feel like real life to me. I'm like, this has to be, like, we're all on the Truman Show or something. I don't know.
3: Oh, I know. So my favorite part about that one was where they went up to the gentleman and and it was Fauci and the mayor of D.C. And she came up and she's like, so you're going to get sh- your shot? And he was like uh, and he and the gentleman was like, this is a pandemic of fear. You guys are fearing everything you say is fear, fear, fear. I knew right away when you guys started, um, you know, giving out free donuts. That I wasn't going to take this. And then they're like, okay, okay, all right, well, thank you, thank you. And they're walking away. Yeah. And then he just goes off. And he's like, all you guys want to do is make people fearful. And it's like, dude, hit it right on the head, didn't he? For right, sure. And then I remember, I remember, but you say,
2: oh, you know how the Republicans are. They don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: I mean, just the clear division and separation and propaganda was just l- so apparent. I mean, you you have got to be like literally willfully ignorant to not see it. You know what I'm saying?
2: As soon as I saw that, I said, how can if that doesn't make you just never want to receive any vaccine ever again in your life? Like, I don't know what else there is. You uh-huh. I don't know what else there is they're not coming at me with as much as a TB skin test at this point. I'm so done. I'm over it. I, I I don't even want to go into the hospitals any longer. Um, you know, yeah. it's still continuing to this day. To this day, they're still giving um, the remdesivir in many places, which we know is harmful to patients. And we know that there's treatment available and it just, it still continues. And I, I wish that more nurses would have the courage to speak up, um, because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to face judgment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're going to have to face judgment for what you saw and you did nothing. You did nothing. You
1: know, right. Courage
2: Courage is important. Um, and I think, and that's why I read your book, Tony. I read your book about courage. And I, I, I remember I called you. I called you after I finished this book. And, and I'll get emotional even just thinking about it right now. But Rare Courage, um, that book was in me. Everybody needs to read that book, certainly every nurse. I read this book and I'm thinking, this is my story. This could very easily have been my story. Everything you were saying was everything that I experienced. And it it was just, it it just really resonated with me the entire thing. and I remember calling you immediately after I got out. I read it on the plane. And if you remember I called you and I was like, Jody, I just wanna come and be be near you. <laughs>
3: I know, I know. It, it, you know, so many people. It's just been so well received, yeah. you know. And and that was my whole point in in writing it. You know, I, I honestly, Kimberly, like I've told you, you know, I, I didn't even see a need for me to really write it in the beginning. And um and then in February of last year, I was like, okay, I I need to write a book when when I realized how impactful what I had done was. Uh, to so many people. And, and that's when I realized like, wow. Okay. Cause I didn't want it to be a book about COVID and, and, and this and that. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, people need to be empowered to speak up. And, and then the interesting, because right after that, after my book was released I, I, you know, I just had a, a different calling on my life. Like the Lord was like, okay, now you need to use this as a testimony and go out and um, gather other, uh, gather other lions and get them to step up. And so that that's kind of where my path has has become, you know, people are asking like for the latest treatments and this and that. And, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know if it's like just self-preservation because I see like, how, how much physically I've changed. And, and you understand this, like Mm -hmm. I got my labs back. My adrenals are like off the chart, you know, um, my stress, my body just can't handle that stress. And, and if it wasn't for my faith, I'd, I'd probably be in the hospital, you know, honestly,
2: I I, I feel the same way. You know, I'm, I'm struggling, uh, going through the same thing. I'm in constant fight or flight because this, this fight has been, it's, it's a journey, right? But it's, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of uncertainty, even to this day, there's a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, for me and survival and um, how we're going to continue on every day. And it does, it stresses, it stresses out our bodies. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not as young as I once was. So I have to really be caught in this and start taking better care of myself. We all do, because we cannot pour from empty cups. And Jody, if this, the last three years have proven anything the world needs us and people like us to inspire courage and in others mm-hmm. because, you know unfortunately there there aren't that many there aren't right. many. so we've got to continue to inspire courage so we've got to be able to take care of ourselves but rare courage where can they uh, go to can they get that on your website
3: yeah they can go to Jody O'Malley that's J-O-D-I-O-M-A-L-L-E-Y RN.com and, um, they can get the book there. They can also see, I'll be releasing, um, the retreat. I'm going to have a retreat. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm organizing a retreat in Alaska. I would really love, you know, what I would really love is if there's a donor out there that wants to donate. So I can bring nurses for free. That would be, that would be amazing. If we can Yet there's only nine people um, for the retreat. It's going to be in June, June 15th through 19th. I'm realizing that it's very short notice. Uh, people when I tell them I'm having a retreat, they're like, oh, next year? And I was like, no, in two months. And they're like,
2: <laughs> like we're busy, we've got so many things going on. Like when we we get a great idea, we just run with it. We do, right? <laughs> I know this is my life. I'm like, I'm like, starting to do this event
3: and that and you know, that. So that I'm would be great. So anybody that's out there that, you know, is doing their tax and realizing that they need an organization to donate to donate to nurse freedom network and put in their uh nurse retreat and absolutely kimberly well, will we'll, um, we'll
2: set up a fundraiser jody we'll set up a fundraiser for it oh let's do that yeah let's do it we'll set up one of the dedicated fundraisers and see um if we can i think that would be amazing i think that would be absolutely amazing and i want i definitely want to go um i've never even been to alaska so
3: Oh my gosh, girl, we have, um, we're, we have, uh, a helicopter going to take us to the top of Matanuska glacier, mm-hmm. drop us off. My friend is going to do like sound bowl therapy. Um, I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to have a little talk about the Lord and be up on, I mean, be on top of a glacier. How majestic
2: is that? Exactly. I, you know, I'm really going to try to make that happen. I really want to go, um, and we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, I want to have you back on Jody, because we're running out of time and there's like so many other things that I wanted to touch (laughs) on, like, like, um, what's going on uh, here in New York, not New York, Boston this week. Oh, um, with, uh, Bobby Kennedy. uh, Kennedy. Yes. Yes, uh, he announced he's running for president. So that's a really interesting situation. Um, and, and I'll tell you, you know, obviously, I'm unapologetically conservative. I know that um, Bobby Kennedy's a Democrat. I um, absolutely adore Bobby Kennedy. I think he's amazing. I think that he is he's a hero in my eyes for everything that he's done. Um, but, you know, you still have to you know, you really have to think about things. I kind of wish he had run as an independent. But um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's
3: just his family lineage or what, but, yeah. you know, a, a thr- I'm going to throw this out there. You know, I'm not saying if I'm in uh, support or against or anything, because I actually picked up a contract position for the next three months working with Children's Health Defense. Yeah, I heard of and yeah, so anybody out there that's military or Native American, reach out to me um, at Jody.O'Malley at Children's Health because. Cause I am, um, helping to start chapters and get some speakers and education in these communities. That's me.
2: So, so native American or military.
3: Yes. I'm, I'm doing both. Uh, they, they oh, thought, nice. you know what, she's a federal whistleblower. Let's, let's, um, let, you know, they asked me first, it was the natives. And then they said, would you be interested in helping with the military? And I'm like, apps of freaking lootly. I, I just
2: met Karen, um, at the event, the CHD, I was a, one of the VIP speakers at the CHD to Tennessee launch the other day. Um, so I met her and we were talking about you, so. so. Oh my gosh, she was
3: texting me. She was sent, She sent me your picture. <laughs> She goes, oh, and then I go, oh, my God, that's my girl right there. And she's like, I'm hanging out with Kimberly Overton. I love
2: her. And I go, I know I love her, too. <laughs> yeah, she was great. And I'm actually I'm I'm really I'm, I'm thinking about it. I haven't decided yet. Going to look at flights. I'm going to try to go down because, like I said, whether or not, you know, we pull the lever at the end of the day, I support Bobby Kennedy's candidacy because him running, right, him running is going to bring this issue right into the living room of every american he's going to put the elephant in the room right there in their in their living room and that's exactly where it needs to be so i support his candidacy 100 percent in that aspect
3: um, yeah i'm interested to see uh, his uh, positions on a lot of things so <laughs> that's, what um, I mean, I'm,
2: that's, that's what i need to do is i need to because you know i've, I've got, obviously have um other issues that i have very very um you know very st- uh, strong opinions on and and i need to find out his stance on those but, like I said, regardless, anti-supporting.
3: Um, yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I have high respect for that book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci oh, and Children's Health Events, uh, no doubt, no doubt.
2: They're amazing. Well, that's all the time that we have for today, friends, but remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different Nurse Host Daily. You can also catch the Encore at 11 p.m. Eastern. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton, and you can find me here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. We are in a war for the truth and we are putting out a bounty on the real misinformation, exposing the purveyors of propaganda. Join us weekdays with a different nurse Host Daily. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness.
0: It's time.